3: and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
4: Sun, sun Splashed. Big fella. I guess that's one way could, we could categorize this. I'm not going to complain about the bright sunlight that's beaming through the studio. It's all good. It is overtime, AM style, breakfast, brunch, any way you want to categorize it. DOC on the microphone, heavy metal Chris, battling. uh, I got to ask you about last night. I am a little fearful of what you'll say, but we do have to shout out one of our comrades, Denton Day. Can you believe the fact that Denton Day was able to convince a beautiful woman To say yes, to him asking her for her hand. Oh, is he is he getting married this weekend? Is that what he's doing? He proposed. Oh, beautifully on one knee to Lauren Payne. It was a beautiful moment. Um, he, he looked this like he was in,
2: something. I want to see
4: this. Well, he looked like he was in Sheehan's backyard. I saw a yacht. It looked like a yacht, a catamaran. <laughs> Some level they were on a pier. I assume it was Kevin's backyard but it was beautiful he was on one knee ring in hand she looked like she was surprised now that surprised me that she was surprised <laughs> but I, I won't i won't i won't go into further details on that but proud for my boy man he is simply one of the best as coach thompson would say and happy for him so, so shout I'm, out i'm covered for out him to on Den monday Day. I'm ex- that's great news. I'm covering. We'll, for have, him to cover him. we'll have to cover him. We'll have to do a lot of covering for
2: him. Yeah. If this
4: is, you know, I, I can't say because I didn't see. You know, Kevin's on the on the vehicle that yeah, I was looking for. Coach on the side of the, the boat. I didn't see that, so I don't know if it was his uh, craft or not. But nevertheless, Denton Day. I don't know how he has time to date as as much as he works. It's. Uh, it's amazing. So she knows she's a good woman because he's gone most of the time. And this guy <laughs> is just – a rel- when you cover college football, the way he covers it, and, of course, the wagering when you are – He's a pro at that. To uh-huh. co- oh, my God. Well, he's got to be. He's with Sheehan. So, I mean, that's yep, a, yep. That, that, <laughs> that goes without saying. You would have loved to have been with me yesterday. I was at the Commanders Field Open House. And you, you want to talk about what encouragement, what it means? You got a four-win season. The NFL PA just came out and said you're basically in last place again in almost every major category when it comes to the NFL Players Association survey on you. And yet, I was there for six, seven hours. It was non-stop. It was like people just i never stopped seeing people and these people weren't showing up to get free, get free popcorn they were coming up trying to rearrange their seats they're back in the hunt they're enthusiastic it, it was just it was really encouraging because our fan base is our strength and, boy, they've been tested. And you got to start seeing different generations of people. Since I am now entering the senior citizen category, a lot of these people, I'm hearing stories about their parents. And they're telling me that their dads and moms took them to games. So most of the people that are old enough to remember the Stone Ages, they were there, man, and they were like 8, 9, and 10 years old at these games. And I, I – I, I, i could those, sit, just so you know.
2: Uh,
4: <laughs> well, I don't even... See, Metal, I can't even envision you being a baby. So, it's like, I just look at you being born that way. I, I can't even imagine you ever being small. I didn't have the so beard yet. <laughs> well, I can't imagine you without a beard. That's my point. So, you don't ever look like you were in, like, elementary school or junior high. I can't imagine you not looking the way you look now, but... Dude, it was mind-boggling for me being in the locker room and we're there and they had the Lombardis up and I posted on X just a little shot of our trophy and just for the moment. Now, and I'm sitting there with these people and we're having a great time because you get a chance to engage with them. They did a great job. I mean, I know they take up them and I say they. The, the group that does the majority of the work, people on the ground, the host, the people that meet and greet you, they are fantastic, and they all recognize the big listeners of you know of our of the program, uh, one hundred six seven the fan team nine eighty, and of course the pregame with with Hoffman and the postgame show. We got the worst assignment on earth. And so a lot of these people travel I mean, they come from all over Carolina, Richmond, New York, Jersey, and they're sharing stories, how we're a part of their trips. And so it matters, man. It, it means a lot because you really don't know other than the, you know, dozen or two dozen of, you know, we have frequent flyers. Every organization has favorites, have, has, has frequent participants. But when you see these people come up and then they have their kids, And I look at the gear that their kids on. Of course, they're doing just like I did to mine. You you basically force them to wear the gear you get them, and it's always your team's gear, not the gear. You don't even give them a chance to want to follow something else because everything they have is burgundy and gold. And I'm laughing at that, you know. And no cowboy. Usually, there'll always be one Clay Goldsboro, my dear friend, whose father, by the way, was a huge Skins fan. They're all the families are. But there's always that one kid who's got to get, how do I get more noticed, more attention? How can I be the person that, and they'll put that credit score on their beanie or their hat or their IQ, and they'll put out there that one star. And that generates conversation, dialogue, and we know it. Not a one. That set a record for me. There's always one Goldsboro in the group that pops out, you know, with the clay with the clown suit. Not one. I mean, I do the 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 fantasy drafts where we go to the stadium and go up and they do it. They do a great job at that. Up in the suites, they have people drafting their teams, and I go in and I always say that I'm you know I'm I'm part of uh, you know pest management. Um, control, <laughs> and I'm coming up. Yeah, and I'm, so I'm an exterminator, and so I come up and I, and I always say that uh, yeah, and I'm here looking to exterminate um, cowboy fans, and it always gets a laugh, <laughs> and, and and so it's like, and the funny thing about it, I can't believe that it keeps working every year, because I come in there and I kind of catch them a little bit, um, a little bit off guard. Cause they don't quite understand what's going on, and I come in there and tell them that, you know, what I'm, what I represent. And everybody gets a laugh out of it, but that was good. Now, B Mitch was on a huge shift. They had the legends, B Mitch and Gary Clark, who um, were there for five, six hours before I did. They got to work together because you know those guys are, they're legends. And then again, guess who had to do the solo shift.
2: Yours truly. Yours truly. Yeah, I was like, Oh, absolutely.
4: (laughs) Had the longest shift by myself, right? So I said, whatever happened to senior care? Why does the oldest guy get the longest and the most work? But that's the way society works. And I was built for it. So luckily I was able to survive it. But I thought that was quite ironic. These two young bucks get to come in you know, and man, you should have seen them. They catered to him. They, I mean, they got the V.I. They had a dressing room for them, makeup. You know, for for Gary and B-Mitch, who, by the way, the uh, future Hall of Famer is going to join us at the bottom of the hour. And um, I don't lean on him, but, you know, you notice when we're out here doing the Cactus League deal. I don't, because he's usually riding a bike, golfing, lifting. He's always involved, which is great. He's always involved in in some kind of uh, physical challenge. You remember that, that show used to be on? It was I can't think the name the name of this daggone on show, but it was a physical challenge every week. Had a lot of celebrities in it, and um, I think it might have been Superstars. Might have been it. But B. Mitch is in some kind of Olympic competition almost every weekend. And he said, no, dude, I'm just chilling tomorrow. Hey, I'm what? thinking like American
2: Gladiators or something.
4: Like Amer- yeah, right, like yeah. Amer. B. Mitch's life is like American Gladiator. He's either riding 50 miles. I say, usually say, hey, man, what you got going on this weekend? Oh, man, I'm going to go chill, a little barbecue. May get a little, you know, pick up game over at the park. You know, we may play a little softball. Then you go to B. Mitch. Hey, B. Mitch, what you got going on this weekend? Oh, man, we're going to back- bike ride. I'm going I'm to ride to Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ride to Philly um, on my ride down to Norfolk I mean that's, that's what things he does yeah he's intense, it ain't, right. it ain't, he's intense no right. dude it's yeah. not It's not normal <laughs> it's like he's going to other states and that's why I laugh all the time my little in, inside uh, jokes Be Mitchell Finley they refer to their show The Aquarium where they have the two real stars of the show Landfill, and Jeff Walker and Jeff always thinks he can't stop trying to antagonize B-Mitch. And I try to warn us, dude, you're making a really big mistake. But he just keeps doing it. So he'll join us because I I, I want to talk to him about a couple of things in particular because he's seen this, this project be built. Here's where we are. We're right at the planning stage, whether it's Thanksgiving or I think the biggest meal and preparation that we do collectively, based on your religion, nationality, whatever, is maybe Thanksgiving. We're preparing this meal. <clears throat> well, the first thing you got to do is shop for the groceries and make sure that you get it right. We're taking some big steps. We let a couple guys go that are fan favorites, that are great guys. I mean. Leno, who doesn't like Leno? Yeah, i surprised about that one. But Thomas, who doesn't like that? I mean, think about it. I mean, Gates, you could have done a, a, a deal and people might have said, but what I like about this is that some questions may come up today. Well, why'd they do it? Well, because in order <clears throat> to rebuild a project, you got to gut it first. You just cannot be messing around with no... There's nothing emotionally that ties you. That's the beauty about cleaning your staff up. You're not bringing along anything that does not impress. First of all, you played against them. Second of all, you got film. B, salary cap. You got to get as much revenue as you can generate so you can go out and reinvest capital in the new assets.
2: I think Dan Quinn was really really clear about what he was expecting from players as well when he signed on. And he was like, there's going to be a certain level of what we expect from everyone and intensity and stuff. And he's like, and if you don't have it, you're out. And it makes you think some of these guys, maybe they didn't find that in them in their film or whatever, you know, people might have been slacking off last few weeks of the season or whatever. And uh, that might be part of it too. You know, he didn't like what he was seeing.
4: Well, you were in a band. So you understand that you don't get in the band just because somebody likes you. They get you in a band. It's not how you look.
2: It's how you perform. Yeah, well, bands are like chains. You know, you're only strong as your weakest link. So if go, guy's real bad and everybody else is really good, you know. Well, how do you make the team? Why do I want you on? Well, you must have a,
4: a talent. You play bass, tenor, drums. Whatever it is you do, you do it better than anybody else we can get our hands on. And for that particular money that we have that we can compensate you with. That's what it's all about. I've yeah, never understood how you could be in last place year after year and show up with the same people and expect to change
2: your record. No, I totally agree. It,
4: it's just mind boggling to <laughs> me. The same way, same way, I'm stunned <clears throat> that you could hire anybody. They had a losing record. That's still, I'm, I scratch my head to where I'm bleeding. I don't understand it. I have a clean slate. I'm going to hire somebody that had a losing record when I could go find somebody that's on the curb that's going upward, not downward. And then when it fails, you're looking around like you don't know what happened. Really? Oh, here's even a better one. I'm going to elevate your responsibility after you just showed me you couldn't handle what you had. I I cannot for the life of me understand the strategy behind that. And they say, hey, man, you're piling on. Really? I'm piling on. You're telling me that somebody of sound mind could hire somebody who's in last place in their own respective deal and then expect them to take you, elevate you. And, oh, by the way, I'm going to put you in charge of everything. And you're not even doing one job well. I'm going to give you four more. And you think, I got the problem? Really? And you're shocked that it didn't work. Well, I don't blame them for trying because what the NFL has shown you year after year after year after year that you can continually regurgitate vomit that you just recycle manure. This league, it just filters it out, and it's almost as if we're not even paying attention. Do we not keep score? And do you think that I don't think that Josh McDaniels will be hired again? I do. I do. You don't? The worst guy in the league to me was in San Diego. He's already been rehired again. I know, not as a head coach. I'm I'm sorry, I said San Diego. Dagnabbit. The Los Angeles Chargers. Mr. Math. He should have gone to MIT and tried to teach. Mr. Analytics. How'd that work out? I've never seen a guy blow more games with a good team than this nitwit who just got hired by a really smart group of people. Guess where he's at? San Francisco. San Francisco. So don't don't look at me like I'm the problem. I'm just, I guess my vision is clear enough to be able to look around and say, do you not see what I see? This is a buddy-buddy proposition. I got to find out somebody is hungry enough to want to win and want to kick their friends behind. What happens in this brotherhood system is they get too friendly. I need somebody who wants to kick everybody's behind. That's what I need. And that's why when I mention a dog in you, that whole canine thing, it's an attitude. It's an attitude. You hear it because Brother Mitchell understands it. He's the postal guy for it. I hear people, they call all the time, hey, why do not Brian Mitchell coach? Because we need players for the game. <laughs> There would be nobody left because these people today, they're not conditioned to that. Now what this new staff is doing, they are definitely thinking about it in the right way. If you ask me right now, yesterday we had, I don't, it seemed like 5,000 people. It was amazing how many people that I saw personally. And they asked me, what do you think about the number two pick? which you guys and gals will have an opportunity over the next, what are we on, eight, nine, ten hours today, and you'll have a chance to throw in your two cents. I go, do you honestly think that I've evaluated five quarterbacks in college football to a way that I would invest that kind of millions of dollars into them, having not sat down and spoken to them? Oh, I saw the highlights like everybody else. I couldn't pick a person based on – Based on a highlight, hell, everybody in Division One can play. I need to know the person. Why do most of these guys fail? Why do they get the DUIs? What what's the problem? Is that they are not their brains are not developed enough? They're not mature enough. They don't get it. I got to get a grown ass man, not a punk. The hell I'm gonna give a punk millions of dollars for, or a child, or a spoiled brat. I'm not in the daycare business. I'm not raising nobody's kid. That's your parents' responsibility, not mine. So it's not about how far they throw the ball. Hell, we've got people with great arms. I'm not. I'm not trying to get them to go to MIT. But they got to be able to read the defense. We've hired, picked people here couldn't read coverage. Whose fault is that? Who picked them? Okay, I can't blame you for that because some jackass walked in a room and told you who to pick who had no idea what he was doing. Well, those days are over. Now I want you to understand that I think we finally have competent adults that are managing this operation. And it thrills me to not have to think for them and think, well, wonder what I don't wonder anything. I trust the process. I'm very comfortable. I'm very comfortable in what will happen. We'll go to our first break. We'll come back. A lot of questions for you today. Brother Mitchell here uh, at the bottom of the hour, and I'm going to get his response. I can't imagine how he survived yesterday with all the people that were there. We got some NBA action Uh, The King went over 40,000, as you all know. coach will join us uh, for that. The Bulldog, Jamie Morris, you remember? Brother Morris, he was a bad man. Michigan Wolverine, he will join us today. We're going to do what we do, and we want you to be a big part of it as well. You can join us at 1-800-636-1067. When we open up. The phone lines, don't waste your time sitting on a hole. We'll let you know when it's hot and heavy. Always live and free on the Odyssey app back in a
0: moment. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.
4: The step back three, you bitch!
1: Music.
2: You set my world on fire.
1: And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.
4: Ah, 926 in the nation's capital overtime. DOC, heavy metal Chris, bringing it to you. What a weekend it was. Shout out to Pat Malone. Stand up to cancer, man. Survivor in his 10th year. Big time fundraiser. He laid something on me. There was a promo that was put out by the Commanders. And uh, about season ticket, told us. And it had the Indian hit logo on it, which I found compelling. That at first time I've seen in print the merger between the present and the past. And I don't know if it was... It couldn't possibly be a type over. you can't have... I mean, even if you had a 12-year-old in there working, somebody's got to approve everything that goes out. But it's... um, I thought that was interesting. And I appreciate... uh, He brought it to my attention. I said, I don't know, but I will ask Brother Mitchell what he thinks about it. I found that was... um, Eventually, you have to try to merge the two entities in a tasteful way I just thought that was uh that was interesting so um we were talking in the break and you had some interesting points why don't you share them you look what's the little thing you look were you confused or were you celebrating
2: well I just think he's a he's a you know fairly popular player with a fan base oh, He's I a thought. great guy yeah. yeah he's a great and, guy, and you know I, I, look, I don't know. I don't know what's, why the coach maybe, – maybe they're thinking of drafting a left tackle early, and so they don't – want them. Or who, who knows? You know, there could be a hundred reasons. But like I said, one of the things when they had that opening uh, press conference uh, with Dan Quinn, the new head coach, was that he was just like, you know, we are looking for certain players, and not everyone is going to be able to fit this, this new mode that we're going into that I'm bringing, you know, this new culture or whatever you want to call it. Uh, and it, so it makes you wonder if that's part of why these guys were cut, if, uh, you know, they weren't hustling enough or – they just didn't no, seem I like they were the going to fit, but I, I don't know. You know what you need?
4: worst thing you can do with a team in transition is waste reps. I need all my young guys to get as many reps as possible. The, start, the old guys take up reps. If I don't think this guy is going to be my starter, I don't need him on the premises because he swallows up reps. I want these guys to get in the fire. I think the last game of the year we started right tackle, hadn't played all year, played his butt off you got to give people opportunities. Once you determine that you can upgrade a position and also give a pro a chance to go hook up with another squad, it also is out of respect. Now, part of it is this guy, he can't play for me. The other part is that this is a good dude. Let me let him, if he wants to continue playing, let me give
2: him the right to go out and do his thing. Yeah, that's true too, and I think that's part of – you know, I feel like with Snyder, he was always trying to burn everybody on the way out. You know, anybody he could, he just try to lower their capital or their value or whatever. And it's you know, maybe these guys are just not Personal. trying to be jerks. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> so. I mean, he, he,
4: I mean, I would think that if 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 these guys want to continue to play, and you're not in your plans, you want to be released immediately. Now they also trying to save some cash, and <clears throat> and once you, a guy's not in your plans. You don't give a hoot about what he's got to do. You're worried about your guys. But for me personally, I want my guy practice squad guys. I want undrafted free agents. I want all my guys getting all the coaching because you don't play anybody for months. So what difference does it matter? I've got to. I, I got to get. I got to get guys coached up. We have got to get more players. I could easily put a two deep together right now and I might have five starters. By my standards, I'd have five starters. And the other thing you have to realize is that who are your starters? What are we looking for? Big question. A lot to be answered because you got to get better people on the team. There's a reason outside of scheme that you were in last place, and you got to come to grips with that. you got to understand who you want to be. Then I got to get people in here to understand what the new standard is. You know how much you kept hearing about culture? But you never they never put winning culture in it. They just said culture. No, and you totally bid on true. it. Totally true. You, you guys took the cheese. You're suckers. You got conned. Culture. The hell with culture. I need a winning culture. You got to say winning in front of everything you do. Otherwise, you won't win. There's no way you're going to win. No way you're going to win. To break, we go. When we come back, this is real. I I can't even really believe this is happening. There's a good chance that we get Brian Mitchell on a Sunday morning who he's not out trying to swim the channel right here on Overtime.
3: After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. It's one thing falling in love with a house and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a Realtor can make all the difference because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. If your day sounds like...
0: We need the report ASAP.
2: You deserve Madella If you've persevered through... deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp
3: and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame,
5: Tourist, tour.
3: you deserve this ice-cold reward. Modelo, the mark fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port Chicago, Illinois.
4: Well, folks, when I promised you I had a surprise for you, I didn't think I'd be able to deliver. If you're a regular on B. Mitch and Finley, you, you know you can call up once a week and ask B. Mitch anything. The problem is, how do you get a hold of B. Mitch? Especially on the weekends, where he's usually taking a bike ride from here to, I don't know, Philadelphia or New York. Or he's lifting weights for like five or six hours. So yesterday, he's at an event. Him and Gary Clark, they had his big celebrity deal at the stadium yesterday. So I got to come in and uh, as a, like a janitor after they had the big event the two of those guys together you should have seen it Chris, they treated them like future Hall of Famers they fed them, they had a dressing room for them, I mean it was unbelievable right and I'm going wow, I'm just looking out at the audience, people lined up man it was unbelievable then they left, right and then they, they probably was out there a couple hours I'm out there by myself right, they did give me water People were very nice. Man, it must have been 5,000 people at this place. They all gone. And that's how they do me, man. you think the older guy there, they would have helped the brother out. Nope, not these young stars. But anyway, none but love for him. Hey, man, were you blown away by that thing? That thing murdered me yesterday. It was fun because of so many people
5: for yeah. a four-win team. But I think they, they're looking at the excitement, and I think that's the whole thing where the potential of something excites people more than what they actually see and uh, the newness of it. I think uh, as you look at Adam Peters coming in and look at Josh Harris, those guys seem to be coming in and they're saying all the right things, you know, and they're doing a lot of good stuff as well. But ultimately, I think, like for me and like a lot of people, you take the wait and see approach, but then there's a multitude of people who. Well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that's getting smaller. That group that is very, very uh, pessimistic about everything, they're getting a lot smaller. Yeah. But, you know, people that love this franchise, they're looking forward to what could possibly happen, and it seems exciting.
4: I was so glad that you weren't there while I was there because there were people coming up to me, and they were talking about their, their fathers. And – most of the people's dads they said man my dad he loved you I said well, where's he at they were all had passed away and I was going man B. Mitch B. Mitch would have he would have man I said well how old were you when you had to stay I was 11 I was 9 man i there was so many people they were going man I was in junior high and my dad and I said boy I'm so glad Mitchell's not here but you know what It'll happen to you. You'll see it's these already happened, Doc. No,
5: it's but you're still happened, young. You. Yeah, listen, really. People come and tell me they met. I went to their school and spoke at yeah. their school. He was six. The dude was like thirty
2: yeah. something
5: <laughs> now. <laughs> you know, other people met me when I was eleven, and I, I think I signed his helmet, and now the dude told me he was thirty-eight or thirty-nine years old. You know, yeah, it, I know it, it starts to happen. But you know what? It, it's, it it makes you feel good that you know people kind of pass that fandom down, and yeah. I, I'm I feel bad for them if they haven't seen a lot of good stuff over the last few years or so. But you know what? Every once in a while, you keep you keep uh, keep, keep, keep 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 pounding at it, and all of a sudden something good comes out of it. So I'm hoping that the, uh, the good happens uh, before you and I both leave dessert. So.
4: Yeah, yeah. I, I almost it's mandatory. It really is because I I left there. Last night around seven thirty on cloud Ooh. nine. I didn't even need wheels to drive home. I was flat out blown away by the level of enthusiasm and loyalty and the re buy in. People are buying yeah. in and um I don't know where you stand on this, so I'll ask you. They're getting rid of players now, which I'm thrilled over for two reasons. Hey, One it gives them a chance to go play. If they feel like they can play, good. It lets them go early so they can build their – whatever they want to do. The other yeah. thing is that they're chewing up reps from young guns. Yeah. Where do you stand on that?
5: Well, I, I'm, I'm cool with it. You know, uh, as I started to see the people that they let go and uh, based off of a lot of knowledge and things I've heard throughout the year, uh, cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I think some of those people were part of that problem that didn't want to move on, didn't want to work. Okay? And if you don't want work, you can't be here. You know, so that's the ultimate thing I'm looking at. Uh, I like the fact that, you know, like you always say, if you can't win with well, them, I mean, hell, they're 4-13. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, who, who who would you sit here and say, oh, you, we can't let that guy go? Hell, we we got guys that when they were on the field, they weren't producing. So, and, and, and when they weren't producing on the field, they weren't uh, ever available to play. So you yeah. got to let some of those people go. And I think that's the ultimate mindset where, you know, this team at one point – was all about pride. It was about guys going out there giving it all for it. It was a connection between this community and that football team. And something had happened to that, you know. And I think uh, for me, driving there yesterday, it was a monsoon, and I was on my way there like eight something yesterday morning. And yeah. I'm like, man, ain't nobody gonna be here. I got there, I was like, whoa, the parking lot was full. Yeah. And then when all those people come in, it, it is for me. And I'll say this: this is this is my mindset. So anybody out there okay. listening, that you know, I'm not saying nothing about any other players. But this was my mindset. When people spend their hard-earned money to come out and support you and cheer you on, you should bust your ass to be the absolute best you can to give them something for what they're paying for. You know, And I think that was lost along the way. I think there's been a point where management on down to players in this franchise felt like somebody owed them something. Okay, They don't owe you nothing. That check you pick up on Monday is what you get for what you do. But you should feel something deep down inside of you because everybody that plays football here has a mom and a dad, brothers and sisters that go to work every day, and you know how hard it is. So if people are spending their well-earned money, I don't care if they're making $10 million a year or $15,000 a year. Whatever they decide to spend on this team, you should feel obligated to go out there and say, you know what, I'm going to bust my ass and make sure I can give them something good to cheer about. And I hadn't seen that from the 100% of the people. I see there are guys on this team that do it on a regular basis. So if you're the guys that do it, you know who you are. I'm not saying nothing about you. But those guys that were taking the shortcuts, some of them are gone and some of them are going to be gone.
4: I had the pleasure of covering your career, Ken Harvey's and Ernest Biden. One of the things you told me many years ago that struck me, and I would always tell Coach Thompson, you tell me I'd run back, hey, Coach. Be Mitch this, B. Mitch that. And you said, Ernest Biner, what he showed you were how he worked after practice. Yeah. And you shared that with me. I swear to God, the team that I saw that worked the hardest, that didn't get didn't get to cash in on it with wins, was that team you played on. When y'all looked like Hercules, y'all had the most <laughs> muscular, the biggest, strongest, fastest I've ever seen in my life with Ken Harvey, Marcus Patton, all these dudes, and y'all grind. And sometimes, you know, it's just not enough to get it done, but it wasn't because of lack of effort.
5: Well, the thing of it is this, Doc. You know, uh, your job is to play pro football, okay? Everybody that has a job out there that's listening to us right now, you have tools that you use at work. Some people use computers. Some -hmm. people use hammer and nails. Some people have a truck. Some people have a bulldozer. You know what we have? We have our bodies. Mm-hmm. And if you don't go out there and get your body in the absolute best shape you can, then you're the damn fool, okay? And you're shortchanging yourself and the people that are paying to see you. See, for me, as I said, I'm sure people who heard me on B-Mitchell Philly hear me almost every time. I tortured Brian Keith Mitchell during the off-season. Right so I could have fun during the season. I had a lot of young guys that came on after I, I was like later in my career here and when mm-hmm. I went to Philly, man, why are you always smiling and joking around? You know why? Because I know I'm going to be damn good at this. Because mm-hmm. when I was in the off season, I wasn't just gallivanting around the country. I did take my time to go places, but I worked out mm-hmm. on vacation. I worked out where I had to go, and I wanted to put my body through stuff to know when I got to a point where I could take it. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of guys today, with the new rules and are the coaches that want to follow the rules to the T, these guys don't know where they can take themselves. They don't know what their bodies can do because they don't push themselves. You you know when you were in training camp. You know when you were in preseason. You you tried to play as much as you can in that preseason game, that last preseason game.
2: That's
4: right. To,
5: the, the one that they let us play in, to know when the season started, you can go all the way four quarters without a problem. Today, I don't think anybody knows it. Well, they hadn't known it on this team. But I watch other football teams where they are defending Super Bowl champions. They are coming from the playoffs. And those guys' stars were playing in the in in second game, third game, before they changed it to their three games in the preseason. They were playing. But we were yeah. a team not making the playoffs, not doing great. And our guys were sitting down with all these damn veteran days off. It makes no sense to me. You have to push yourself to a limit in this game. I don't care what the rules are because you know what? In everything, has a, the, the speed limit is 55, somebody doing 70. The speed limit is, is 70, somebody doing 85. So you have to be able to defend against the ignorance of the others, okay? And if you just go out there and say, well, you know, the rules are this, they're not going to do that, then you're a fool because somebody's going to knock your block off if you're not prepared for it.
4: Baltimore, Seattle, and Pittsburgh. They pay the fines because oh, they are always ball, pushing the envelope. They have some yeah. aggressiveness. You know, folks, if you dug this, you can get live B-Mitch in person um, to Monday over DC Prime, this this Legends Roundtable. I don't know if we're going to be able to get a word in because Smoot is going to be there. But that's why I wanted you on today so I can at least get a chance to talk to you. But it was cool. Hey, man, love you. Thank you so much for sharing. Give my best to the boys in the aquarium. And, of course, J.P. Finley, uh, the emperor. So he that's should a be over deal. here helping
5: me clean out this damn garage if he's going to be my partner in crime. I got great. J.P. Help me hey, out. man, J.P., be J.P. delicate. J.P. gave me the one-finger salute, man.
4: Hey, J. <laughs> J.P. is an artist. Be careful. Be gentle with him. Hey, man, love y'all, man. Appreciate you. Thank you, B. All right, bro. Be cool, man. Later. That Later. is Brian Mitchell, part J.P. B. Uh, B. Mitch and Finley. And Landfill and Brother Walker is must-listen-to radio. We'll be right back. I don't know about you, Heavy Metal, but I heard in the background, I could have sworn that I heard J.P. Finley's voice. Now, B. Mitchell's is actually, he's working. He's doing something at his house, in the garage. I think he's installing, I think he's going an electric vehicle, and I think he's putting in uh, a charge port. But I thought I heard J.P.'s voice, and J.P.'s voice is distinguishable. If you hear that, you know that's J.P. Finley. J.P. Finley up before 10 a.m. out at B. Mitch's
2: from his crib? Dude, that's a truck. Did you hear it? I, it could have been him. I'm not sure though. It sounded like, uh, it sounded like. Well, he I wasn't know damn well him. it ain't
4: landfill, and you ain't getting Jeff Walker to do anything on uh, Sunday morning. On a Sunday I'm morning, sure that's he's out. sleeping still. Yeah, no, he just probably just got home, so that ain't gonna happen. I gotta know who that voice was in the background. It'd be Mitch's, because I can't believe if Finley's up this early in the morning for a man with his prestige and wealth. Unbelievable. Three Mayo Monkey. This dude is so crazy. I love him, though, um, on X. The X group is going nuts, and I love him. He says, um, he just says, I'm sick of our best player being a punter, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Everybody is available for the right price. He's talking about as we start to purge a roster. You have to purge a roster. Anybody, any team that's not contending for a championship has got to constantly do that. Heavy metal.
2: How much of combine have you been consumed by, or have you been consumed at all? Very little, honestly. I mean, I I kind of watch the highlights. I don't really watch it a lot live. You know, it's a little bit like watching a track meet to me, and I'm not huge into track, so it's you know. Oh, it, it, no, it, it's. I like when they I've show watched. like, oh, this guy broke a record with you know some sort of bench press, or this guy's got a fast, you know, the well, fastest time. Well, see, I'm confused
4: time. because Xavier. Um, Worthy ran 4-2-1, and they say he broke John Ross's record. Now, again, I thought Daryl Green was the fastest man ever and it recorded. I thought Daryl ran 4-1. I got to call Carpenter because back in the day, he had some speed before he, you know. Well, we'll, we'll save that for another, another debate, but um, he was a triple jumper. Of great esteem, I, I do give him. I'm just messing with him, but Carp, if you out there, we don't. I know he's on his way to church, but I, I do want to know how did John Ross? Why is Daryl Green at the top of all these numbers? That's my fastest man ever, so I, I need some clarity on that. Well, you, I you just scurners. I just
2: Googled it, and I guess in okay. 2010 he turned 50 and he ran a 4:43. <laughs>
4: At 50. (laughs) No, at 50, but when he was a young buck. That's (laughs) crazy
2: still. Yeah, they're talking about
4: 4-2. I don't know. I got to get – I need some clarity on that. So, you sprinters that are out there in listening land right now, hook a brother up and uh, show some community involvement and let's put some clarity on this. Combine has been – it's been interesting. Caleb, I love Caleb's style. Hey, man, if I'm coming out numero uno, how many physicals do I have to take? He was right. Why am I doing this thing for all of y'all? I'm only going to deal with one or two of you. I got a pro day. I've got a combine. Y'all have seen me at at USC. Come on. Seriously? How many times do I need to go through this? And I understand it. When you're in his position. It's not for everybody. There's some cats over there that are working part-time at 7-Eleven. And they'll come over and do whatever you need them to do because they're hungry this is not this nothing's equal about this and it, i don't blame them marvin harrison jr he's my new hero he didn't show up i don't blame him why would what else does he have to do with his body at work he's showing and he's going to have a pro day and you've seen him
2: well some it's of these guys the only thing they can do is lower their draft capital you know if they if they don't come out on top of everybody then you know people might think less of them and then it's not good for them. I can see why they're skipping when, when you're already projected to be the top receiver or something to go. Did you
4: see my game film? Your game film? No, I'm just saying these guys.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. You see Caleb?
4: Yeah, and they're picking him apart. Did you see it? He's running for his life. The guy that I'm tripping off of, I'm going, Lincoln Riley, I got more respect for him than ever. Wherever he's at, his defenses are Awful. Awful. And he just keeps making more money, moving up the ladder. And they don't always win. They win a lot. But his defense is – what is it that he can never be married with a defensive concept that it all works? That's crazy to me. But Caleb, hey, man, do you. Because they will adjust to you. And then there's word out now, well, how could a quarterback say – I'm a I'm a franchise quarterback. What do you want him to say that he's not? If I'm coming off two ACLs and I miss time, what do you want me to do? Doubt myself? No. So, but that's what makes it interesting. I thought Craig Hoffman did a brilliant job with his coverage out in Indianapolis. If you have not checked him out on YouTube, then you don't really love football. But if you love football,